Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the hit podcast, The Faith Awakens, <laughs> with me, your uh, local, friendly, slightly quirky university chaplain, <laughs> Father Tom Hennon, and joined, as always, by my co-host, your local quirky student, Megan Grady. Father Tom, we're back in the studio we're together. We're back in the studio. It's been a little bit because of the craziness of coming yeah. back, and then the land hurricane that struck <laughs> last week, so this is nuts. But good to be back in the studio. And we are joined by a very special guest today, and that is our very own Dean of Students, Dr. Christopher Waugh. So I'll let you say a little bit more about yourself, but good to have you with us, Christopher. Sure. It's, you know, it's really great to be here. And uh, thanks so much for inviting me. I've been a uh, listener, first-time, avid listener, first-time guest. Oh, awesome. Good See? to hear. Uh, Yay, we have fans. <laughs> You so, and seven uh, other people. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, uh, this is the beginning of my second year at St. Ambrose as Dean of Students. And um, it was, um, you know, quite a first year, um, especially as the spring went down the way it did. Um, but I couldn't be more excited to be back, uh, to have students back, uh, see faculty and staff and just, you know, all these friendly masked faces around <laughs> campus. Um, I had a funny experience today down in Lower Chapel. Uh, Meg knows this well. Students like to kind of come down yeah. there and study. And, of course, we've got everything spaced as it should be. And mm -hmm. people pop in on Lauren, our, our new, uh, well, she's not new anymore, I guess. It's her second year, but as our coordinator of justice, music, and media ministry. And just, you know, again, socially distant, but hearing laughter again and yeah. people talking yeah. outside my office when it's been five months of just ghost town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really totally. good. Um, mm -hmm. But it took some, like, readjusting to me, too. I think I've become a little bit more monastic in the last, you know, five mm -hmm. weeks where, like, mm -hmm. I'm used to the silence and, <laughs> and, uh, and now everybody's back. But it's good. Well, one of the things that I'm finding in terms of readjusting is it's sometimes it takes me a minute or two to recognize people mm -hmm. uh, because our faces, half of our faces covered. And so there have been times when I've walked by somebody and not said hello and then realized who it was and said, oh, wait, hello. I, you I know, do know so, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I've been, um, I've been struggling with that too. But I also, I just have in my mind that people don't recognize me. So when I wave at someone, I'll be like, it's me, Meg. Like, it's me. And then usually the person's like, we know, Megan. Like, yeah, we know no. it's you. <laughs> but I'm like, I just want to make sure. Like, I don't want people to be like, who is that? I like, think I want to get a face mask with my name on. Uh -huh. Well, actually, I don't have any problem because I'm wearing my collar yeah, most of the time on campus. Yeah, pretty recognizable. So anybody, Both of you, actually. Even yeah. if they don't know what my actual name is, they'll say, hey, Father, how are you doing? Exactly. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I've actually seen that they're making masks now where you can send in a photo of your face and they oh God. they put the bottom <laughs> of your I heard face. about a school administrator who did this and he had three different masks. One was like smiling. Right. One was like frowny face. <laughs> yes. And I can't remember what the third one was, but so that he could. And it actually was semi-serious. It wasn't just kind of a gag. It was uh, with the students that he works with in particular and some special needs students, like emotional expression is important, you right. know? And yeah. so picking up on those cues. And so that is very frustrating. I think we're all going to pay a lot more attention probably to each other's eyes and what the, you know, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. the eyes are saying. And I learned a new word last week, smizing, which mm. is apparently smiling with your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why we needed a new word for that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I get it. 
So um, part of the reason we wanted to have you on the show this week is just to tell us about how, um, you know, some of the things that we have in place as a university and how things are going. I know we're only on day three of this, but I know a lot of uh, planning went into this and a lot of care uh, went into this to make sure that we can be here and be safe. And, and so it'd uh, be good to hear from you as our dean of students about what measures we have in place and how you think sure. things are going so far. You bet. So, yes, back in... Early summer, late spring, uh, uh, Sister Joan and the cabinet put together a um, a fall planning group, a task force, and they did some exceptionally strong work in mapping out different scenarios of how reopening might look. And uh, when they completed their excellent work in June, um, Sister Joan and the cabinet then put together an implementation team, essentially a group to take that task force work and flesh it out and really uh, map out what the protocols would be and plans in place and safety guidelines. Mm -hmm. And many of the task force continued on to the implementation team for obvious reasons. We wanted continuity, areas of expertise, uh, we have representative from the physical plant, human resources, academics, student affairs, you know, some just the really critical kind of different areas of the university life that, that needed to be a part of, of building the infrastructure for a safe return. Mm-hmm. And so we set to work uh, in June and July and met um, – uh, weekly and sometimes a couple times a week, and then had subgroups that met um, as well to really map out what would safe return look like in the classroom, in the residence halls, in the dining halls, uh, across campus, the co-curriculum, uh, student organizations, and uh, put together the scaffolding for what has been uh, launched in the last few weeks and students have been returning. And um, probably the, um, you know, first things that students started to hear about over the summer was they received emails for a link for our um, COVID training. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a new uh, training, online training module um, from a partner, Get Inclusive, that um, depending on how quickly you go through it, it can be 20 minutes, it can be about 30 minutes. It basically discusses everything COVID, A to Z, um, and how it's spread, how to prevent it, and also talks about uh, Ambrose um, steps that we're taking uh, for a safe semester. And so one of the things that was really important to us is that we wanted to make sure that the community was educated about COVID and best practices and how to navigate um, uh, this you know, new normal, hopefully a temporary normal, but mm-hmm. um, certainly the normal for this semester. And then, uh, you know, a few weeks before students returned, uh, Sister Joan put together a a video introducing the Be Safe, Be Responsible pledge, the promise, which outlined all of the things that we're going to be doing this semester to stay safe, but includes the big three, which is masking, which is you can probably hear in our voices, those of you who are Mm -hmm. listening, we're speaking through masks, um, and it has a muffling effect, but masking and six-foot distancing, you, you can't see this in the studio, but in the studio here, we, the three of us are, are six feet apart. And uh, the third is regular hand-washing with soap and water, uh, 
disinfecting surfaces, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, one of the things that that medical experts have said is, in order to to know you've thoroughly washed your hands with soap and water, you you sing happy birthday. So mm-hmm. the the length of time it takes to sing happy birthday. So I've substituted a little bit and made it a little, you know, kind of a Catholic prayer. I say the Hail Holy Queen because I thought maybe a Hail Mary might be a little bit too short for that, you know, unless I really take my my time with it. But I knew that a Hail Holy Queen would give me at least good 20 seconds of hand washing. So there you go. So for our Catholic students listening, if you know the prayer of the Hail Holy Queen or would like to learn it, that's a good hand washing prayer. (laughs) I think it's a great idea. If the Star Wars theme had lyrics, they probably that would probably work too. Exactly. Just hum it. Yeah, you could hum it to yourself while you're washing your hands. The one thing that I have asked students to not do is be like my seven year old at home and and sing it like this when he's trying to just rush through washing his hands. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. You gotta use the proper the proper cadence. And uh, so yeah, so so the, the big three are a major part of that be safe, be responsible promise. Um, we also have de- developed over the summer months a conduct policy related to noncompliance. And we want the community to know that we're taking this very seriously. And so if students are in violation of the be promise, that conduct-related um, uh, response will, will follow. And it's also, I think, important to know that staff, faculty, employees of the university also have a similar noncompliance expectation and and policy. Uh, the foundation piece to day-to-day safety, however, I think is the Health Check 360 daily symptom mm-hmm. check. Mm-hmm. And so students received a login, a registration login several weeks ago where they created a profile essentially. And in that profile, they list the days a week that they're on campus and what time of day they need to have this link sent to them. And the link is sent, and it basically, um, when you click on the link, it opens up a, um, a page, and you, you click through several answers that asks about symptoms that you may have or may not have. And then after you click through the symptoms, it asks for your temperature. And we're asking all students, we asked all students to bring a thermometer with them this semester. They take their temperature and you either get a green uh, check that says good to go, you're able to come to campus and go about your business, or you get a red stop sign. Mm -hmm. And for um, folks who get the red stop sign, and this is actually students, staff, faculty, everybody in the community is um, filling this out each day. Um, Red stop signs obviously are accompanied with information about, you know, what to do to support your health. Uh, Those those participants are contacted by a clinician who then walks them through uh, next steps, um, including um, if they qualify, getting tested. So this is interesting because a couple of weeks ago, out of just an abundance of caution, to use that phrase, I decided, well, maybe I should go to that Test Iowa site that's up by the mall and just get tested. I have had zero symptoms you know, this entire time since all of this began, but I thought, what, you know, what if I am one of these asymptomatic carriers that's just mm-hmm. kind of, and so I thought, well, I'll, I'll go and do it. It was super quick. It was super easy, uh, you know, a slight discomfort as they're administering the test, of course. And I didn't know exactly when I'd have my results back. It turned out that they came back a little more than 24 hours later. So mm-hmm. just like the next day, um, I got those, those back and was negative. Thank God, right? Mm-hmm. All of that. But that day that I was waiting for those results on my symptom tracker, of course, I had to select the option for tested awaiting results. And guess what I got? I got the red stop sign. Right. <laughs> and then I got the call from HR and I got the call from the nurse um, 
saying, hey, what, what's going on? And right. so I explained my situation that I had, had zero symptoms. I just thought I might try to get tested just in case before school begins here at least, you know, and, and uh, it, it was fine, but yeah. you know, yeah. But I'm, you know, that's I'm I'm glad for that, you know. Right. But I I have tested how that system works a little right. bit. Yeah. But, yeah. I've only gotten green, so there you go. So far, so good. I know but one yeah. of our uh, one of our staff had, you know, you know, you, you get the occasional like sore throat or coughing jag or something in the morning, and you're like, well, I suppose I should answer yes for that, you know. Yeah. And they put that in, and then of course got all the calls and follow up. But right. but the follow up is the important piece there, right? You Absolutely. know, absolutely. And getting into the system, and that, and the daily symptom tracker is the way that that students, uh, staff, and faculty get connected to our support network. Yeah. Um, and as you were talking about, Father Tom, the the follow up calls and mm-hmm. and the the you know making sure that we're tending to your day to day, the phys- the physical needs you may have. Um, you know the the you know speaking broadly, college age students tend to uh, be fairly you know, asymptomatic or, or minor symptoms. And there's always exceptions, right? And there's no, you know, um, but just speaking broadly, that's, that's the case. That said, we don't take that for granted. And we want to make sure that we are uh, in touch with students and making sure that they're um, being tended to. Um, for students who do receive a stop sign, they will get the follow-up calls. And uh, when students um, are asked to quarantine or isolate, those who can do so at home we uh, hope that they might be able to do that. Um, for those who are not able to go home, they're able to quarantine in their assigned hall space um, or university uh, housing space. Um, and for those who test positive, we also are hopeful that many will be able to isolate for that time frame at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who cannot, we have identified a, a number of isolation spaces that are independent units um, they would be uh, food service or food would be delivered to those units and they would have regular contact with staff just to make sure that their day-to-day needs are getting getting met yeah. so I know we're only on day three of this and a lot of like I say planning went into it obviously and care went into that you know what's your assessment right now how do you think so far we're we're doing so far, we're doing um, exactly how I thought we would be doing. Uh, we have um, a number of students who have gotten stop signs, and probably um, a third of those have been, oops, I hit the wrong button on my phone. <laughs> um, uh, and another third have been what you were talking about, Father Tom. Um, I usually have allergies at this time, so, but I wanted to be honest. And, and so they're being, you know, counseled through how to, you know, more accurately respond to the test. And then we've had a number of, about a third who have, um, you know, one, of, one or more reasons to get that stop sign. We have a number of students who are currently quarantining mm-hmm. uh, in place. Uh, we, as a precautionary note, uh, followed CDC guidelines and asked international travelers mm-hmm. to quarantine as a extra layer of precaution. And so we have a number of international travelers who are in the process of finishing their quarantine time frame because they arrived earlier. Um, yeah. And uh, and so we also are anticipating um, positive cases. I mean, it just goes to, it stands to reason. And so uh, we have, that's why we have the isolation spaces and are ready to support those students when, when that happens, inevitably happens. 
And my own observations just walking around campus is it seems like for the most part, I'm seeing everybody masking, distancing, all of those things. Of course, um, you know, in the buildings that I'm at, and of course, walking on campus here in a larger outdoor space, and the weather is nice right now and all of that. So I'm not seeing into the dorms as much. And I'm, you know, it's not like I'm living the nightlife here at St. Ambrose <laughs> University to oh. see what's happening or not happening, hopefully, um, in, in some of these places. But maybe student perspective would be good on this here, yeah. Megan. So. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we had talked about this on uh, earlier podcast. I was really nervous about coming back. Um, being a senior, it was really hard for me to differentiate really wanting to come back and have that senior year, but then also realizing that it's not going to look like how I anticipated four years ago. Um, but so far, I mean, every time I walk around campus, I see people with masks on. That's um, very encouraging. Now, if they're on the right way is another story. Sometimes people have their the nose peeking through. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be like, pull it up, guys. But um <laughs> I'm not good at confrontation. So, um, but I do, I, I am encouraged so far. I do, um, appreciate the resources that, um, are provided in the classrooms to wipe down our desks and stuff. Um, sometimes people don't always, uh, remember, but I always try to get up there first and like kind of model the behavior. So then people are like, Oh, right. Because it is a learning, uh, a learning process. And I think, um, the university's done a good job of giving people grace, uh, but, um, people are getting better. So I, yeah. I'm hopeful and I think I have to be, you know, what's yeah. the alternative? Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. we appreciate the work you guys have been putting in to get us back here. Well, thank you for that. And we, um, you know, we have tried to model this from day one. Uh, for students who were moving to campus, they saw a touchless check-in process um, from the cars and, mm-hmm. and temperatures being taken. And mm-hmm. and we wanted to show from, from the get-go that we were really serious about this. And this was kind of how we did it, um, how we were planning the semester. And so... In the residence halls, there are also directional signs. In fact, every building, directional mm-hmm. signs, and just reminders about um, staying six feet a- apart. Uh, in the residence halls, there are no outside guests uh, allowed for this fall semester mm-hmm. um, as another precaution. And um, we also took the lounges offline in the yeah. residence halls, mm-hmm. okay. um, just as a way to you know, just remind folks that you know, gathering in the ways that we are used to gathering is, is not possible and so we have to be more creative and thoughtful about how that works right. and um and i think so that makes those, those public are, spaces yeah. on campus too that can accommodate some more and i know like the chapel gathering space is one area where we went through that of course and and took away some furniture and rearranged furniture so that people could be apart set out the wipes and things like that because especially when the weather does start to get a little bit colder, we do want there to be some space other than a person's own personal room right. where they could go and study if they needed to or felt right. like they and would feel safe there yeah. and would be safe there. Right. Um, and in the chapel in general, of course, uh, we're basically following the diocese's guidelines for how that space is used in terms of every third pew and, you know, of course, six feet apart and also limiting the amount of time that we're in there together. And in some cases, those diocesan restrictions are maybe even more stringent than what the university has in place. But um, we're we're kind of playing ball with with what we're getting from the diocese. And I have heard people say of churches in the area and of our chapel in particular, they feel as safe there 
as they anywhere. I mean, it's one of the safest places they feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm I always say that's great. That's exactly what we want to hear you say. Right. Um, uh, and of course, people are being cautious and coming back too. Right. So you know, there's a still a general dispensation from the obligation to go to Sunday Mass right now. Right you can take advantage of that um, or go later in the week to one of our daily masses where there are fewer people or this past Sunday for the opening of the school year we had this outdoor mass on the hill right out front of the chapel doors uh, our own little sermon on the mount kind of situation (laughs) with people in the grassy area below on their blankets and and thank chairs, and it was really words. cool. Thank you for your kind words at, at that. Oh yeah, place, I, you were you made the homily. <laughs> you were you you got a mention in there. That so, was a first for me. <laughs> well, it was a it was a conversation we were having during the uh, hurricane uh, power outage, I believe. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the the quote from from you was, "Oh, and 2020 started out so well." <laughs> oh my goodness, so true. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah, I just so. read about the uh, locusts heading down here from Canada. Um, they should be here by next Wednesday, I think. Really? I'm teasing. Wow. No, I just make that Well, I there were like up. murder hornets earlier in the summer. Yeah. Right. Um, there were, why not? You know? right. Yeah, why not? Why not? We've had hurricanes. We've had everything. Because 2020. Throw it all in the pot, yeah. Golly. Mix it all maybe, maybe that Mayan calendar was off just 20 years. Or, <laughs> no, it was, only, it was always eight years. Yeah, 2012 was supposed <laughs> to be like the end. But. Well, you know, and, you know, on a serious note, though, um, we really do have to be vigilant, um, and we cannot uh, let down our guard because um, you know we're hearing about different institutions that have had to change direction because mm-hmm. um, you know mostly because um, you know as as the stories are coming out, you know uh, subsections of students are just not adhering to safety guidelines, and mm-hmm. so the infection rate just continued to um, skyrocket in on these campuses. I think yeah. that. What's different about St. Ambrose than, say, uh, UNC Chapel Hill is our size. Mm -hmm. And I think we have a lot more uh, ability to monitor and manage human traffic than a major university with Fraternity Row and other, you know, factors that are just, you know, simply beyond their area ability to manage it. Um, But that doesn't make us uh, immune to you know um you know infections breaking out so so to the extent that we can and you know i I wanted to go back to the piece about confrontation Mm -hmm. um i i don't know i I suppose there are some folks who who look for a good fight right or (laughs) love confrontation right (laughs) i'm not one of them either um but i try to when i remind folks about masks i try to just you know smile with my eyes um and Mm -hmm. say something like hey mask up uh, is yeah. kind of my right. little quick thing to say and just kind of do this little thing. Um, I think, uh, you know, so far I have not encountered it to be... Uh, no one punched you out. Right. <laughs> um, or, me. you know, I usually folks will kind of be a little startled and then um, almost as if they didn't, they'd forgotten that they had it down at their chin or something. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, uh, so, you know, to the extent that I can empower the entire community and, and you know, the Faith Awakens listener community to um, kindly remind our community to just, you know, mask up six feet apart. Um, I, I think that it's important so that we really, mm-hmm. we don't let our guard down. We don't get complacent because of, mm-hmm. you know, this tight community that we have. I think that it's important for us to stay vigilant and 
stay face to face this semester. Yeah. I think when the weather gets a little cooler um, and I can abide it for a little while, I'll have to look for a full on Darth Vader, Vader mask, you know, <laughs> to, oh to, to wear, you know, oh uh, just goodness. to be extra protected yeah. there, you know. So, which is a perfect segue. That is a perfect segue. So, I happen to know that you are a Star Wars fan as well. I mean, yes. who isn't really? That's right. Um, oh my god. Okay, there are a few people. A lot out of there. people. Are. I know. I know. I did get one of our students successfully to watch the at least the first wow. three original episodes, and she had never seen them before, and she said she liked That's them. That's awesome. So yeah. yeah. So you know, we're you know people yeah. are progress is good. So yeah. so I want to know as our dean of students. Yes. And I think our students will want to know too. What are one or two of your favorite Star Wars moments in any of the movies. Sure. So I, um, I, Star Wars was the first PG movie that my parents allowed me to go see. Uh-huh. And I was... Ooh, PG. Uh, Ooh, mm-hmm. wow. I know. It was pretty serious stuff. I was six years old. <laughs> and my siblings and I, I grew up on a farm, and so we used to recreate scenes from that first movie in our barn. Oh, heck yeah. Um, and we would basically rearrange the hay bales. Oh, um, my goodness. And the, nice. our favorite scene to recreate was the trash compactor scene. Oh, yeah. Oh. And so we dug out these, like, hay, hay bale, you know, sections. And yeah. we would, you know, jump from one to the other. And oh, my yeah. sister, of course, was Princess Leia. You know, and yeah. the rest of us, we play, all played our roles. But um, it just became part of our, you know, childhood play. Um, That's great. That's fantastic. But, Favorite scene is so hard to pick. Um, I have to say, as much as I acknowledge that The Empire Strikes Back was the best of the th- original three. I, I agree. <laughs> um, I, I think I enjoyed Return of the Jedi the most. Huh, um, because yeah. I liked the the story arc completion of yes. that first story. I liked that Luke was a full Jedi. And I liked that there was yeah. that, you know, kind of confrontation with Dad. And, right. um, and the... Anything with Emperor Palpatine is a treat for me. And in fact, mm. Palpatine got me through the the prequels. Okay, okay. Um, because um, I just, I was not a fan of, and still mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the prequels. Although I, um, I did see the first one in the theater, the first prequel, um, mm-hmm. The Phantom Menace. Yes. Right. And was disappointed um and i i enjoyed it but was disappointed and i found myself at a a wedding reception a couple weeks later with a college friend of mine and um we were talking about it and she hadn't seen it yet and the the reception wasn't all that great so we decided to go to the theater and i volunteered so i didn't hate it so much i didn't wouldn't see it again right and we happened to catch it was a saturday afternoon matinee we ditched the wedding reception and uh um we're in full, you know, suit and dress, you know, in the theater. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, we happened to be in a theater full of children because it was a Saturday matinee. Um, yeah. And it didn't really hit me until the children lit up every time Jar Jar had a scene. <gasps> Okay, I love Jar Jar. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's and, awesome. And that's and, and I, I hated Jar Jar the first time I saw it. Yeah. But when I watched it with a with a theater of children, I'm like, okay, I get Jar yeah. Jar now. I understand. I, yeah, I was about that age and I was like, Oh, this guy's so fun. Father yeah. Tom's looking at me with such distaste <laughs> right now. I'm sorry. <sighs> it's a generational thing. You know, yeah, you like what you like, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah. Well no, and I say w- watching it in a theater full of children, I, I had a different yeah. context That's for Jar Jar. Awesome. I'm like, okay, I understand who he was written for. Yeah. Mm. He is terrible, but like, he's <laughs> yeah. endearing, I think. Yeah. 
<laughs> like I want to notice that they completely just jettisoned him, jettis, jettisoned him mm-hmm. in yeah. the next one. Oh yeah, he's you gone. Know, so. He's out of there. <laughs> he's a, they're like, oh god, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shucks, darn. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's really too bad. So many action action figures could have been made. <laughs> But but I also have to say that my favorite moment of the re- the more recent iteration or the prequels was uh, when Palpatine was transformed through that fight, yeah. that electric thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. It was it was hilarious. It was laugh out loud hilarious. <laughs> like the audio of it, just his inflections. Yeah, yeah. make just make me laugh. It's yes, so corny and over the top. <laughs> And then no, 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 you know, and yeah. uh, it's just hilarious. But I love the visual; like it was really well mm-hmm. done and and compelling. And I've I've reviewed that a number of times, just thinking that they did a great job with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, I I think I'd mentioned in a previous podcast too. I was kind of glad that okay, he's still the villain. Like yeah. he's the villain throughout. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm okay yeah. with that. You know yeah. that there's um, that that was. I think well done, or at least the way at the very end. You mean at the very yeah, last yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. I and you find I, out all of that. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So um, totally loved that he was in the last one. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Well, good to have you on, all and right. thanks for the good information. Yeah, Thank you for all the much. hard work you've done, and it's everybody that was part of the planning for all of this and helping to keep us safe. And I know. I know our students and talking to Megan and our yes, peer campus very ministers, grateful. they're like, <laughs> they are very happy to be here, aren't you? Very so, happy. You don't want to go home. Love you, you know, mom, but don't want to go home. We are, <laughs> we are just, uh, I, and I think I can speak for the implementation team here. We're, it was, it's a real honor to do this work. Um, we understand how important it is to get this right. And so I just want to say to anyone who can hear this, our gratitude for folks who are adhering to the safety guidelines mm-hmm. and helping us um, execute this vision that we had for and have for a safe face-to-face semester so i will say thank you as well thank you thank you so everybody be safe and i'll let meg close us out okay may the faith be with you and with your spirit have a good week see you next week bye-bye